This is Commerce Shenanigans, episode 282, a conversation with Mike Diodato Jr. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is uh, Adam Chapman, your host. This is Comic Shenanigans 282. It's our conversation with Mike Diodato Jr. Uh, this episode, we sit down with the uh, acclaimed artist, Mike Diodato, to talk about his uh, long-running com- American comic books, primarily. Uh, we're talking about his origins in comics, uh, his period during the 90s when he had Diodato Studios, also going up to uh, the present, uh, his amazing breakthroughs in the, ni- in the, sorry, the 2000s when he really uh, came back uh, in a big way into the industry and and kind of scaled the mountain and became um, a really respected and highly desired artist as well. Uh, so we kind of go through all of that. Before we get into the episode, though, some housekeeping, uh, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, listen to us on Stitcher, and also you can post in our HC Realms thread if I ever get around to posting them again because it has been... I think a month or so, so I will try to get those up soon. Um, so that's how you can contact us. Uh, this continues our summer interview series. Uh, we have a bunch of new uh, good interview episodes coming out throughout the summer. Uh, there's at least, I think, two or three more that are confirmed, so hopefully that'll be uh, some of the wet your whistle and uh, listen to some comic creators wax uh, philosophically about their previous work and uh, tell us some interesting stories. And that's definitely what we get here in our episode today from Mike Diodato. So strap in, and uh, let's turn it over to, uh, to Mike Diodata himself. Mike, thank you for taking the time out today to join us at Comic Shenanigans. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good, thank you. Hard at work? Uh, I'm sorry? I said hard at work? Yeah, yeah, I'm always, always working, always late. And I was just telling you how, how, uh, how I forgot how fast Brian Bendis is, uh, because usually I have to wait till the uh, writer gives me a new script. He, he always has a uh, uh, script waiting for me, uh, so it makes me feel actually uh, slower than I usually am. So. But what, it's a good feeling, it's a good feeling. Yeah, what are you working on for him right now? Uh, Guardians of Nowhere, I'm finishing issue two. And just got the script for issue three. So no rest for the wicked. Oh no no! Uh, but I I, I I draw every day. Um, I'm not complaining. I, I, I uh, with uh, through the years I realized that uh, I used to have feel guilty about being a workaholic and stuff. But uh, I came to understand that. Uh, Actually, I, I like to draw. So the the only uh, when I am drawing, that's when I'm happy, and uh, so I, I'm in peace with that. My family is not, but. So <laughs> <laughs> um, usually, when we uh, when we uh, co- talk with comic creators, we like to talk about uh, what your background was with comics before you entered the industry. Were you reading when you were younger? Uh what what I read when I was young? Were you reading comic books when you were a kid? Oh yes, yes. Uh, uh, because my my dad he was a comic book artist. He he couldn't have a get a living out of comics, but he tried. So uh, and because of his love of comics, and we always have comics at home. Uh, he used to take us for. Uh, uh, I don't know how you guys call it in English, but it's a place where they sell used comic books. Okay. Uh, usually they don't have covers or... Uh, so they, he would buy a lot of comics for us and we, we didn't care it was used or didn't have cover or... Uh, we, just, we just wanted a lot of comics. And uh, so, yes, uh, I read since I, I learned how to, to, to read. I, I read comics. Who were some of your favorite characters growing up? Uh, well, the, the sweetest memory I have of reading comics uh, were the, the ones by Steve Englehart and uh, uh, when he was writing uh, Captain America, Defenders, 
It was a special time in my life. I was uh, because I was very shy, and uh, comics became my 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 hiding place. Uh, and uh, I had a lot of fun reading those uh, those books, Captain and Falcon uh, fighting werewolves, and Defenders was was so great. And so that's the best memory I have of reading comics growing up. And then how did you first kind of enter the industry, actually as an artist? Uh, well, well, um, well, I started uh, uh, with 15 years old doing uh, uh, fanzines, uh, independent work in Brazil. Um, by my first paid uh, job in comics was for the, the state at least, they were doing the, the story of the, my state in comics. I live in Paraíba, Brazil, and uh, it was about the, the uh, invasions and the Indians and stuff. And uh, it, was, it was in 1985, I was, uh, I think, 23 uh, back then. Uh, but, uh, uh, I, but the the year I started uh, living from comics, uh, solely from comics, no other stuff was 1991 when I did uh, uh, Santa Claus for um, what's the name that company that Marvel bought? Um, I forgot the name. But uh, it was my, in 1991 was when I, I could leave from comics. I didn't anything else. Before that, I had three other jobs in uh, newspapers and uh, advertising. And uh, comics were uh, more like a, a hobby than anything else. Uh, and uh, by the way, I'm sorry for my English. Um, oh, no, not at all. But you're, you're, you're good. <laughs> You maybe should put subtitles there. <laughs> <laughs> now, when how did you first start get work, getting work with uh, DC Comics? Oh, it was uh, 1994. Because when I started at uh, American Market, uh, I started from from the bottom, uh, drawing stuff for Eclipse, uh, uh, continuity. Uh, Malibu, uh, that's the name of the company. Malibu, uh, innovation, and and I was represented by uh, Brazilian agents, uh, and I heard that a, a colleague of mine, Marcelo Campos, was doing something for DC Comics. It was called. Um, it was a version of uh, uh, Justice League. I think it was extreme justice or something like that and then I got jealous and I, oh I want to do something for the sea please 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 <laughs> and then they said well there is this uh, Wonder Woman book uh, they uh, they have no artist for them for it and, and I hated Wonder Woman back then but I, and I said oh no I love Wonder Woman please <laughs> then I, I did uh, uh, that was when uh, Image had, had just started, and I had those books with those great colors and stuff, but I didn't have any computer back then, so I did uh, produce two original pages uh, uh, out of uh, using uh, Arab brushes to try to emulate the same, same kind of coloring. I put the lettering and did everything. It was a great uh, a couple of uh, sample pages. We sent it to Paul Pilferberg, he loved it, and then he hired me. And um, I was very happy, and then, and then with time I learned uh, to like Wonder Woman because <laughs> of those great uh, uh, scripts by, by Lopes. But back then, uh, because uh, uh, in Brazil, we, we were still reading those uh, Wonder Woman from the 70s. The, the chronology of uh, publishing uh, uh, American comics in Brazil back then was very, very uh, late. 
So we, we were reading comics from uh, 15 years uh, ago there. So it was not the, the best of times for Wonder Woman. Now, um, I guess a couple of years, uh, not even a couple of years, I guess a, a year later you got the, the job on Avengers. How did that kind of come about? Well, um, after uh, my stint on Wonder Woman, I was uh, discovered by the, the large audience. Uh, 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 and then uh, I, I remember back then Valiant was... Uh, had just started as a company, uh, as a comic book company, and uh, there was still uh, uh, some money around comics. People were still buying, and the sales were good. It's still good. It was decreasing, but it was still good. So uh, Valiant and Marvel uh, kind of fought for my for my uh, my control, for. To, con- to contract me to, to I don't know how to say that but anyway so uh, I decided for staying with Marvel because uh, you know I grew up reading Marvel so um, and my back then it was a great uh, deal uh, I don't think today I, I can't I don't get that money <laughs> yet and uh, and so um so they wanted me to, to do Avengers, and then I, I was just fine. Uh, I remember it was like the uh, the top of my career, this contract with Marvel. And at the same time, it was the beginning of the end, because um, I started to work too much. I, uh, everything they offered me, I would say yes, because as I was, uh, uh, you know, I, I came for, I didn't, I wasn't in a good financial situation in, back in Brazil, and then when I got this good contract and people looking for give me work, I, I was afraid of saying no and uh, getting no no more jobs. So I would say yes to everything, and, uh, and the result was uh, after a few years I was burned. My my work was very very bad and uh, by the end of the 90s nobody wanted me to uh, to work with and uh, it, it was hard but it, it was fun at the same time I, I was learning why I was doing things and uh, at the end of my, uh, the 90s uh, uh, I, I came to realize that I had to do something to change my career and then I I, I I had to change my style, recover my love for comics, and it, uh, I was growing during the, the process. That's very interesting. Uh, I I'd never thought of it that way. Um, when you when you took on Tigra, which is I guess two thousand two, mm-hmm. h- how did that kind of happen? Because I mean, Tigra is kind of an interesting character. He's never gotten a lot of. Um, I guess exposure. Did they approach you to to uh, create that miniseries, or was it a project you had wanted to do, or how did that kind of come about? Well, yeah. Well, in the two thousand, uh, uh, I was uh, at the at the bottom of the <laughs> I don't know how you call it, uh, but uh, of my career, and uh, I was doing actually doing uh, porn porn stuff for some website. I think it was. I don't remember the, the porn actors. And then, yeah, I had to, to uh, reassemble and uh, get my stuff together. And then slowly I was, uh, uh, I decided to, to work less and get less money, but at the, I knew that in the end I would be uh, rewarded for my, my uh, effort. And, uh, and uh, every every work that I, I get, I would think I was thinking, okay, this is the most important job of my life, and I, I'll get to Tigress. <laughs> Hold with me. And uh, then uh, one of the stuff I did, I I, I did a lot of things to, to to grow as an artist and to call attention for me. 
one of the things was that uh, I started to post online uh, uh, pinups that uh, I did and I, uh, I realized uh, for my, um, my surprise that the, the website back then were published, I would send to them just for fun and they published as as was it was news. Mike did that this this drawing. Opa, oh, that's a good way to to call attention for me. So I asked my agent, my American agent, David Campiti, to write uh, uh, a text to to follow the the illustration. So to to create more, give it more more depth. And uh, I kept doing it, calling attention to, to Marvel and stuff. And finally, um, I'll get to Tiger. <laughs> Be patient. Uh, I had uh, this um, opportunity. They offered me a 11-page story of uh, Nightcrawler and X-Men Unlimited. And okay, that's why that was the debut of my new style—a mixture of uh, my the the superhero style I developed in the 90s. Uh, uh, very influenced by Mark Silvestri and Jim Lee, and mixed with the style, I started my career in Brazil, very photographic, very realistic. So I had this uh, realistic, but uh, um, not stiff, uh, uh, so dynamic style, a dynamic and realistic style. Just a second, sorry. And uh, I did the, the 11 pages uh, uh, with this new technique that was using uh, uh, very tight pencils to, to so uh, we wouldn't need the, 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 sorry, time to try to, uh, to, to, Print it. It would be shot directly from pencils. The the editor back then. Oh, this is fantastic. This is great. Uh, but we cannot use it because I hired an, an inker, and he cannot ink over these very tight pencils. And I said, okay, I'll do it again. So he sent the eleven pages. I put it on a and a, on a, a light box and did everything again with all, all those axes for the uh, <laughs> the inker. So, oh, this is great. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, an X-Men book. I was so happy, and then they fired me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And then, okay, let's start over again. And then they said, oh, there is this book uh, we are trying to do. It's uh, Witch is the name. And uh, the, I'll get to Tiger. Uh, be patient. Uh, <laughs> and the, you are... Um, you are competing with a uh, European guy. I, okay, so I did my best. I did uh, a lot of uh, samples totally colored with uh, uh, character studies and stuff, and they loved it. Okay, so I got the book, and uh, I did the first two issues, and then uh, Bill Jimmers looked at the script and said, ah, the script is not good. Let's... <laughs> And we are not going to publish that. So they canceled the book. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my God, and I have to keep trying. And then finally, we got to to, um, to Tigra. Uh, Tom Brivot saw the, the, the stuff I did for those books, and he loved it, and said, oh, Dale, I have this mini series, and I think it will fit your new style. And you want to do it? And of course I did. <laughs> I want. And then I did it. And and then they, they liked it. After that, uh, uh, Axel Alonso had just arrived at Marvel. Uh, he did. He saw those books. I did the, the, the Tiger and, and the Witches. And and then he 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 wanted me to work on Hulk. And then that that was when I I got into Marvel again. So I, I, I caved my way into Marvel again, and then I, I was got a new contract, and um, it was also, hope it was a way for me to, 
to learn uh, uh, how to do storytelling uh, because I was working with Bruce Jones on script. Bruce Jones is uh, also an artist, and his scripts are fantastic. You, you, you can see the, the comic. You don't have to draw. It's all there. So it was a one way for me to, to learn more about my craft. And... Um, and and that's it. Then and that's when I got, I conquered my my right to be at Marvel again, and uh, I, was, I was there. And did you enjoy um, you know kind of working on Hulk? And I mean, your artwork in that period was definitely fantastic. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, I loved it. Uh, I I loved uh, uh, everything I was thinking because. Uh, uh, the 90s were good for me because I, I learned how to lose my style, uh, to draw less realistic and with uh, more, uh, it was more loose, more, more had more dy- dynamic. But on the same, at the same time, I, I, I uh, my storytelling was, was hurt. And uh, uh, working a hope was uh, a way for me to, to Learn that again. Uh, even the the distance between the the com the the panels it was planned by me. I, I made it more distant so it would help the 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 the, uh, the pacing. Um, uh, it, it was really a, a, a learning thing for me. And uh, I love the story too. I love the fact that uh, Bruce. Uh, wanted Hope to be feared, not to be ad- admired. Uh, he, he wanted the, the reader to uh, to be scared of Hope. That's my vision too. Uh, and uh, and he, he, he's, uh, he, he'll take a long time to, to show up the, the Hope. And uh, it was, he would build this great suspense till the, so when Hope Finally appeared. It was like a, a, a big thing, so um, it, it was great. I, I love to do it. Now, after Hulk, you uh, did a, a pretty fantastic run on Amazing Spider-Man. Was that pretty exciting to go from, as you said, you kind of you're working your way back in. You get you get Hulk. You do it for about a year or so, and then you get Amazing Spider-Man. What was that like? Yeah, it, it was uh, kind of a completely different thing. Uh, because I, I, I was coming from a very um, uh, contained comic book, very dark, and I was going to the light. Uh, for me, Spider-Man is light. It's, it's a broad, uh, um, uh, it's like uh, in the light of the day, and it's like a, 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 a blockbuster movie. It's uh, big scenes and, and fun and happy uh, because he makes jokes all the time and uh, so it was completely different uh, I also had the chance to uh, uh, because uh, Straczynski I don't know how to pronounce it that, uh, uh, his strengths are in my opinion uh, he knows how to build the psychological side of the characters so I had the chance to, to do close-ups and uh, pay more attention to f- facial expressions and, uh, and the body language. Uh, again, it was uh, another opportunity for me to grow as an artist. So uh, I loved it. It was a, a very pole- polemic uh, uh, story I did back then uh, because uh, when she wasn't the girl everybody was expecting her to be. But in my mind, the memories I have of Gwen, she was exactly like that. She was not that nice girl uh, that she became uh, over the years. She used to be very mean to Peter, so uh, I didn't care much about uh, what she did in in the comic. I remember uh, you mentioned your evolving style, and I remember reading those first few issues of Amazing Spider-Man that you did, and 
you mentioned like the, the close-ups and the facial expressions and they were fantastic like I remember really noticing that your your way of um, really emoting Mary Jane's kind of expressions and her emotions was just um, like breathtaking thank you thank you uh, it was uh, it was very nice it was very good exercise I, I always try to to learn something from my from my instincts on on books uh, from the, the the writer, from the opportunity I'm having, if I have the chance to draw uh, sci-fi, or I, I try to, uh, that's my chance to 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 learn and to try different stuff. Um, yeah, that's it. Now, when you were writing, uh, sorry, uh, when you were working with JMS on Spider-Man. What um, was he very full script? Was it uh, more kind of Marvel method? What was the kind of the style? I, I always got full script in my career. Um, the only times I, I got uh, uh, script, uh, no, there was one, uh, uh, what's the name, uh, the writer of um, Man's so hard to get old <laughs> you forget everything uh, Wolverine Origins uh, Daniel Way he asked me if I wanted to do it uh, the the old Marvel way with uh, he would dialogue later and but uh, I actually I prefer the, the whole the full script I, I like to have the full script and the freedom to to add to to put something of my own uh, I think easier for me now, a few years later, so obviously you had a fantastic run on Spider-Man, um, did some great stories. Then you moved over to uh, New Avengers. What, what yeah, was uh, what was the, so you mentioned before working with Bendis? He's always uh, always got the next script always ready, right? Yeah, uh, well, it was my first time with Bendis. It my first time on New Avengers. I think it was it lasted only four issues, I guess, that first time. And uh, I actually didn't like much what I did then. I was in kind of a transition. Um, uh, I liked the, the first issue, and then uh, because uh, I don't know, I think I was working too much. I don't know, but I didn't like much the result of the, the other issues. So, um, but I'm glad that that. Uh, uh, Later, I had the chance to work again with Bendis on on New Avengers, and so I could uh, uh, erase that. <laughs> so you <laughs> could. Re- you wanted they to redeem. Uh, you wanted to redeem yourself. Yeah, redeem myself. Yeah, uh, they were not uh, bad, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm my worst critic, so uh, uh, I tend to push my uh, me to the limit. So, but it was good. This first contact with Brian. Uh, Brian's such a great guy, besides being a good writer. Uh, uh, we developed this uh, chemistry and this uh, friendship. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to, to uh, be friends with uh, uh, American uh, writers or, or any other artist from any, any other um, culture. Because of that, because of the cultural di- cultural differences, uh, it's, I, know, I never know how to make a joke in another language. I don't know if I'm gonna make a <laughs> body angry. So I'm not myself of it. But in spite of that, uh, in, in spite of we, we don't see each other very often, we don't talk to each other. But we have this uh, uh, invisible very good relationship uh, we, I love the guy and uh, uh, there was once uh, he came to me in a convention he said uh, I, I, I've told this story a couple of times he came to me hey Del, uh, what do you like to draw and said uh, well I like to draw this and this uh, tell, I'll tell you what you, you please write this on a list and I'll pass to, to the editors at Marvel I, oh thank you cool 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 so I did the list sent to him, and I forgot about it. And years later, I found this email by 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 accident, and then I realized that everything on the list I had drawn, 
werewolves, dinosaurs, everything. And man, <laughs> he made it. So uh, that's the kind of guy. I, I had um, uh, he, he uh, uh, invite me, me and my wife, to his house once to have dinner there, and I found it very nice of his part to bring me into his family. And, and uh, felt very special. So you have this. It's one of the few uh, um, uh, uh, American uh, creators that have this um, uh, intimacy. So and uh, it's very good. One thing I wanted to ask you about is um, I've always been a huge fan of your work on Thunderbolts. Oh, cool. Now, how did you come to work on that book with Warren Ellis? I mean, obviously, it was it was a book that was not a top seller at the time, but it definitely became a buzz book when you and Ellis uh, worked on it together. How did you end up getting that job? Yeah, but I, you know, I'm old. I did so many things for so many years. Back back then, I didn't realize I had I had drawn the Thunderbolts for the first time. Uh, First time they were published, it was me who drew them. So I that's right. Oh, I did that. I didn't know. <laughs> it wasn't a a, a house. Uh, I didn't create the, the 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 visuals, but it was the first time they were printed. It was in my under my my tent, and uh, and I had to work with I had to work with with uh, Warren in Thor. And four issues uh, in the 90s, and I was blown away. This script was so great. He made Thor look like he was a uh, he was afraid of him. It was so so. Uh, it was like a horror story. Uh, and he was uh, an alien, not a god, and that's so great. And. Uh, and the ten years later, I heard that oh, uh, we have this book Thunderbolts, and I was ah okay Thunderbolts, and Warren Ellis wants you on that. Oh, Warren Ellis was so excited, and uh, I was right because uh, that was fantastic. The guy writes uh, it's for they you. I was excited just by reading the script. I was like, "Woo! This is great! This script is great!" And I was very happy. It uh, and uh, it, it gives a lot of freedom. You know, uh, some some writers they write all this stuff like like uh, Bruce Jones. He writes everything he writes. If you draw exactly like that, the angles and everything, and you accept, it's gonna be great. And uh, uh, Warren, uh, he writes very loose. He doesn't care about uh, detailing the angles or if it's a double page or everything. But this story is so great. The dial, everything is so great. And uh, so I had the, I, all the, the double page you saw there. It was me. And uh, I had the freedom to do everything I wanted. And, uh, and it was the result of, uh, I'm very proud of the result. Was. So the, the the finale was fantastic too. Then I would kill for to have a chance to work with him again. Uh, a question I had about that Thunderbolts run. So, um, what was it like to? I mean, it looks like everything we've talked about so far about the maturation of your style, the evolution, uh, the photorealism. It kind of really all comes to. A real crescendo here because you have so many good quiet moments but also some amazing over the top action sequences like Bullseye versus American Eagle um, yeah. I, my question I guess part of one of my questions is um, who, whose idea was it to pattern Osborne off of uh, Tommy Lee Jones oh it was mine uh, uh, because uh, I only saw it as a, as a, as a homage of, of mine to pay homage to, to the, the actors I like and it was fun to cast all my, my own movies so I could cast anything, anyone I wanted. I didn't know back then it was <laughs> that actors, some actors don't like it, don't, don't see it as a homage. They see it like you are stealing their, 
yeah, the image. So in depth, they're right. Uh, so, but uh, anyway, I was young and uh, I wanted to do that. Nobody stopped me, so I did it. Um, and uh, uh, so uh, with time, uh, I actually had uh, casting uh, him as Norman in Spider-Man, uh, Norman uh, Tom Lee John, and. Uh, but uh, I remember my editors, uh, especially Tom Brevoort, Dale, don't do that. Don't do so so similar to, to the actor. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it. I never did it. Till uh, uh, there was a, um, I did a, a, I think it was a double page with 10, 10 panels, all of them with uh, normal Osborne. And Tom Brevoort said, Dale, similar to Tom Lee Jones, you have to change all the panels. So I changed all the panels and then I stopped doing it. I started doing it different. It was in uh, Dark Avengers. Mm. And, uh, but then when I heard that he was working on Captain America as a general, I, okay, now I am I'm free to use it again. So I started using his, uh, but uh, 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 nowadays Marvel is more, uh, more careful about the use of the uh, uh, faces of, fam of famous people if not famous one uh, uh, for example in, I did a book uh, for uh, it was a basketball book and uh, it was I think 11 pages, 10 pages, I don't remember but there was a lot of scenes with uh, uh, people in the crowd uh, cheering at so, okay, I'm t I'll take your chance to put all of my friends here, my daughter and everybody. And then Marvel tells me, okay, you are using real people here. Yes, I am. Uh, okay, uh, ask everybody to sign this, this releasing uh, image contract. And then, oh, bam. And one of them was a famous uh, singer in Brazil that I met via Twitter. So I asked him, oh, can you sign this? And, oh, no problem. So, but... Uh, it's, it's a normal thing. Uh, now I understand that uh, people that are famous, they, 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 their appearance, their image is their uh, way of living. So they have to protect it. So it's kind of not not too fun nowadays to do it. <laughs> but I, I like it. I like to, to once in a while to... to uh, cast somebody that I uh, they are admire to be one of my characters. Now you, you mentioned Dark Avengers, um, which in a lot of ways felt like a kind of a thematic successor to Thunderbolts with some of the same characters. Did Bendis come to you um, to try and get you to be on that book with him, or did that come from an editor, or whose idea was that? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I was, I was working on uh, Wolverine back then, Wolverine Origins. It was, uh, Wolverine, it was the first time in my career that I, I, I campaigned to do a, a character. Uh, I was bothering Axel all the time, I want to do Wolverine, I want to do... So I, and I said, okay, uh, we have to do something to show Marvel that you have the... the the condition to do that. Okay, so give me anything. So they he gave me a, a Wolverine Roar. Uh, it was a Wolverine Annual, so I did my best on it. And then I convinced them, and then they, they gave me a Wolverine Origin. And I did four issues, so I was very happy, very, uh, oh, I'm finally doing Wolverine. And then <laughs> my editor, Dell, Brian Bendis just created this book thinking of you to, do, to draw it. So it was I, was, I was sad because I was leaving Wolverine, but I, there was no way I could refuse uh, a book that was created for me by, by Brian Bendis. And, so, and uh, uh, it was, uh, I was also glad to, to take it. So, yes. Who is, um, of the Dark Avengers cast, I mean, you obviously had a, a bunch of really cool villains. Who is one of your favorites to, uh, to illustrate? Uh, I know the last favorite was Iron Patriot. Oh, really? <laughs> because, uh, yeah, because um, 
I'm really not good at drawing uh, armors. Uh, I tend to do it look more skin, more soft, and I fight to myself. Uh, so it's uh, uh, I'm not really comfortable at drawing it. And uh, so the, I love to draw. Um, uh, oh, Ares, Ares, and Nick Fury. Oh, I, I love to draw, draw Nick Fury then. Actually, it was when I, I found out that I was very good on drawing Nick Fury. And that those sequences uh, with Fury and uh, Ares and his son. Uh, it was uh, actually where I started to uh, be more uh, bold on uh, constructing my, uh, my layouts for the pages. I started to to experimenting more in, in Dark Ranger. Um, and uh, I think the, the progression came to uh, the, his uh, peak with uh, original things uh, because I have been experimenting from there. Uh, the thing is, uh, uh, I, I, when I started uh, drawing, uh, uh, that when I resolved to, to do better comics in the 2000s, uh, I was uh, learning again how to do storytelling and stuff. And uh, I wanted to do a very traditional uh, panel uh, by panel, uh, not not to hurt the storytelling. But after I mastered it, uh, then I, I, I was free to, to, to experiment on, on layout because uh, the storytelling became uh, natural for me. I didn't have to think about storytelling anymore. It would come naturally. So uh, I, I would concentrate on doing a different kind of uh, layout, knowing that it, it wouldn't hurt the, the, the storytelling in the end. So it was, uh, it was one of the things that marked my, my run on uh, Dark Adventures. Oh man, this. Sorry about this. Okay. This uh, phones keep ringing. Let me put it away. Sorry about this. It's all right. And yeah, that was it. Uh, after Dark Avengers, you moved over to Secret Avengers, which was moving away from a Bendis vehicle and moving into uh, an Ed Brubaker one. What was that experience like? Because obviously, the first two arcs there were very different from each other. One of them was up in space, and then the next one was more of a kind of kung fu martial arts thing. Yeah, uh, they know what I like. I like space stuff. I like kung fu. Man, I, I'm, I'm happy to work at Marvel. They, they, it's like they, they chose, they choose their project according to what I like. And I guess it's, it's probably it is. Um, uh, well, uh, after my uh, near the end of my stint on on Dark Avengers, that's when I started working digitally only. Um, uh, I think uh, Dark Avengers 11 was my last issue working uh, on paper, and uh, uh, I'm telling that because uh, uh, Secret Avengers, uh, you feel that my my style is. Uh, a bit more clean and uh, than Dark Avengers because of that, uh, because uh, of the, the the medium I'm using to draw, and uh, uh, it's a, a kind of a thing that uh, I'm, I'm trying to to correct this discourse. I don't want it to look too clean, and because it's. The, the way the, the, the medium you use to draw influence you the way you draw too. So uh, I, I have to force myself to be less, uh, less clean and more dirty to, to compensate that. Well, uh, it, it was great working with uh, Ed Brubaker, great writer, and uh, I was sad to, when he decided to leave the book, uh, I thought we, we would have we would have a long run, but according to what I read, he was not uh, satisfied working 
uh, writing for uh, uh, group books with uh, team team books. And uh, but I think he was, he was doing great. Uh, I love the chance I had to do um, uh, space stuff. Uh, um, I don't remember the last time I had done it. It was it was great. Uh, um, it was another thing that man, I'm good at it. I thought, oh, man, I like it. Uh, I should be done it more. And um, when he changed it to to uh, Kung Fu, it was great because I'm a big fan of uh, Shang-Chi. And um, he, he, I was able to introduce again uh, Fu Manchu with another name because uh, no Marvel has no rights anymore to, to use the, the name of the character. And... Uh, and I, it was great. I loved it. It was a pity that uh, I couldn't stay on the book, but it, it didn't make sense to me to stay on the book without it. Uh, now moving forwards, um, so most recently you've been working with obviously Jonathan Hickman on the Assorted Avengers books. Now talking about scripts, what kind of scripts do you get from John? Because you've been doing some far out stuff, right? Like it's, some of the stuff is pretty wacky or pretty out there. So it's just interesting. I'm curious how much detail he's really giving in the scripts. No, it's, uh, I didn't feel any difference from uh, from other writers. Uh, he is uh, the only thing I found it. It's a very uh, different feeling of what I read back then. It was a. a uh, it was like everything was weird and then uh, very different. I, I don't know even how to describe it, but very intriguing, very interesting. I, I was very interested on, on, it was like a horror uh, sci-fi movie. Uh, this kind of thing that I love. It's uh, 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 heroes coming to a place that was... Uh, there is no people on it. Everybody appeared, or there is a mystery, and they are there waiting for something strange that's gonna attack them. And I love this kind of stuff. And uh, one thing that I noticed with Jonathan is uh, he, he likes to to put lots of less panels than the other writers. It's uh, for, for one side, uh, for example, I, I like to work with Bendis because he puts a lot of panels because it gives me the chance to, to do a, a, a good storytelling because a lot of panels, so it forces you to, to build the, the, the secrets in a way that uh, uh, looks like a movie. Uh, on the other hand, I hate this because it took, takes a lot of time, <laughs> nine panels, <laughs> but uh, but it's good for storytelling. And, and then comes uh, uh, Hickman with uh, um, uh, an average of four panels per page. And I like that too because it gives the chance to to uh, take chances on uh, on the layout. And uh, and of course I'm I'm faster because only four panels in in average. And so I, I find it um, uh, good, good things in both ways of writing. And uh, but I, I was very excited. It was like a, it was like it was more deep than other writers. There was something you know that there was more meaning in every every thing that was happening. Uh, it's hard for me to explain, especially in English. But I love it. I, I just have a few questions um, from our listeners about Original Sin. Um, first question was, uh, with Original Sin, were you going for a Jim Steranko vibe or influence? Yes, yes. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I know uh, Jim Steranko's work from the beginning, and I was very impressed when I saw... Um, uh, what's the name? Um, well, the, the, the little uh, book he did, uh, uh, very noir. I, I 
impressed with that work. And especially when I saw his work on heavy metal, the, the adaptation of Outland, the movie. It is fantastic. It's a, uh, the, the light and shadows are very, uh, very striking and the, the way he, he, the layout he does. I heard that even that he counts the, the number of words for every, uh, uh, every thing he writes for the panel so it doesn't uh, lose balance. It's, it's fantastic. It's uh, incredible. So yes, very influenced by him. And uh, I, I took, uh, uh, I put something of, uh, he used some way he used to, to cross the, the pages with uh, uh, the divisions of the panels. Uh, I mixed it with something that Queen Bacalo did on uh, Death, the book called Death, again with the panels crossing it. And I did it in a way that in the end it looked like a puzzle. And since it was a meter book, uh, I think it, it, it was uh, fit well for the purpose. And um, so, yes, uh, Steranko uh, and uh, Paul Gulesi, uh, Will Wise, and all, all of these guys uh, had a big influence on me. What were uh, some of your favorite things to draw from Original Sin? Because obviously you had a lot to play with. What were your kind of your favorite elements or favorite pages or specific things that you drew? Oh man, uh, I know it's tough. So, yeah, yeah, so many things. But one thing that, uh, in general, that I loved it, uh, I only realized when I saw it because Panini France and, and Italy they published it, the first two issues in black and white, and and then that's when I realized. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not being modest here, but <laughs> uh, how good it was. It, it looked like uh, Al Williamson kind of work. Because for me, I grew up reading comics in black and white in Brazil. Even the Marvel and the, in DC Comics, they were published first in black and white because of the cost of uh, printing. So uh, for me, comics are black and white. So when I saw it in black and white, the balance of of whites and blacks and our man this looks like a real com man i can i'm a comic book artist and uh, i think the ones i like most was the the, the conversation uh, in the restaurant in the sibuski's restaurant the, <laughs> they are the guys were there uh, talking it was great to do it because it was just a simple conversation and I had to do it interesting, so I, I played with the the layout, and I liked it. Are there any characters that were kind of specific to the original Sin event that you'd really like to draw again? Uh, oh, well, well, I'm doing it now. That is uh, uh, Rocket Raccoon. It's all so great to draw it. And, uh, but... Uh, well, uh, yeah, I kind of uh, like the, the the idea of uh, strange and the punished together. Uh, I think it worked very well. I, I'd love to draw them again. Um, another question from our uh, our listeners: um, Who came up with the redesigns back in the '90s for the bare-chested Thor, the Bug Wasp, and and others? Well. Uh, uh, the tour is my fault, my only my fault. I take the blame. <laughs> uh, in my defense, uh, it was the 90s people. It was the 90s. Everybody looks ridiculous back then. <laughs> I, I bet if you if you weren't uh, uh, 10 years old back then, if you were uh, older, you were ridiculous. You were using those uh, big shoulders those uh, the, those hair that look like a, a, a no a animal in front of your head and those uh, uh, colors like uh, lemon yellow and every, everything was too much everything was uh, was uh, ridiculous so why not Thor why <laughs> because he's a god uh, that's my defense but uh, you know um, 
uh, at least uh, I'm all the lists of uh, worst uh, uniforms in the history. If there is a list about it, my toy is there. So That's true. <laughs> and the, the other characters, uh, uh, the wasp, and I think it was uh, Joe Med who created them. Uh, people think it was me, but uh, I, I would make I would make them work. <laughs> <laughs> um. You've kind of answered this a little bit before, but who were your biggest influences as an artist? Oh yes, but uh, my main influence is the the great Neil Adams. Uh, he and uh, the inks by Dick Giordano. I I own my 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 cells. Uh, there is no way I can get rid of them. And uh, uh, besides that, uh, Bernie Wrightson. Uh, the, the ones I mentioned, Will Weisner, uh, uh, Jim Steranko, uh, um, and of course there is two guys that nobody mentions because they are too normal. But everybody was influenced by John Buscema and Gil Kane. But nobody mentions them because they are like, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, bread and butter. They are they are common stuff. But uh, I, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people do mention John Buscema, but I'll, I'll give you Gil Kane. Not as many people talk about him. Yeah, if you see uh, Frank Miller early work, it's all Gil Kane. If you see the the the, the work at the Image, the, what the guys did, Gene Lee and everything, uh, uh, Gil Kane is all there. His hands and uh, the. the all that action, that, that body in movement, it was fantastic. But they are too normal for, uh, they are not fancy like you mentioned, uh, better write some or, you know, a, <laughs> a fancier name. But they, they we, we all learned about uh, how to build a, 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 a body and anatomy. It came from these two guys. This is an interesting question. Um, which writers that you worked with did you feel challenged you most as an artist in terms of what was in the script? Like, not themselves, but, you know, the script was you found was the most challenging to bring to the page. Well, well, I think it's Brian. Uh, because, uh, <laughs> you know, he has this... Uh, he likes to, to, to give voice to... To a lot of people, it, uh, that's a, a, a mark of his writing. Uh, uh, the talking, the dialogue, yeah, and uh, it gives the depth to the character. And uh, and uh, it's good for to read, but it's it's hard to to play it on on um, on the on a blank paper because uh, it puts a lot of panels with a lot of people in, the, in those panels. And and they start talking, and then you have to position them in a way that uh, that the, the 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 sequence of the balloons are in the right way. Otherwise, if you put them in a different pose, uh, the the balloons will cross over each other, and it's a mess. So you have to read all the page, plan it mentally, and do uh, thumbnails and uh, position them in the room and then you start uh, that's a, a hard thing to do uh, but uh, other guys uh, um, oh I had a very hard time uh, working on a Harlan Ellison uh, book it was an adaptation made by uh, I don't remember. It's gonna kill me for that. Is the the I think the longest one writer of Hulk. It was Peter David. He was adapting it, and I didn't understand a thing that was happening in the book. <laughs> it was crazy, crazy stuff. And then I okay, I'm gonna draw it, but I have no idea what's going on, what what they are, what kind of message they are passing, and I didn't know if I was getting the right it was funny or not it's too complex for me and I didn't speak English back then so I got the script translated by my agent so it, it, that was hard that was very challenging 
Uh, I don't know if I did it right. <laughs> uh, another question we have is, um, what are the stories you're most proud of as an illustrator? Well, um, well, it, it, it is recent. Uh, it sounds like I'm pushing a little bit, but I really enjoyed the uh, original scene. Uh, I put a lot of effort on it. And there is one story I, I mention all the time. It is uh, Hulk number 70. Uh, it was a solo story. Uh, and uh, the result was very good. Uh, uh, I, uh, I could put the, the, the part of the story in the opening sequence uh, like I did in the past, like Will Eisen used to do it, integrated with the the, the scenario and uh, uh, I played a lot of black and white and uh, because I, I I don't remember last time I did a, a single contained story and uh, this one is, is very good the cover was very good too and it's also in the emotional side it was the, the first and the last issue I did with uh, colorist Hermes Tadeo he's a Brazilian guy that after we did a lot of covers, I finally convinced Marvel to let him do this book. He was fantastic. And then, before finishing the last page, he was assassinated in a beach in Brazil during a robbery. A guy took his camera and then shot him. Oh and uh, in the last page, the last page is a. Uh, 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 it's, uh, it's actually a lesson of life. It's, uh, 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 he, uh, Bruce Banner is uh, going away in a train and he sees this, uh, this old uh, uh, sign that says, uh, en en enjoy the view, uh, getting there is, is half of the fun. So it was, um, I'm having good thoughts right now because it was very emotive. And even the cover, it was the hope, it was dead in the cover. So everything makes me remember this colorist. And it's a, a great book. I'm very proud of it. I guess a uh, final question before we wrap up. Uh, just something I've always been curious about. What led to the creation of uh, Diodato Studios? Oh, man. It was, uh, I think I was... I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I was in a bad day, so I took this decision. Uh, it, well, it was because of the amount of work that people want me to do. And <coughs> my agents in Brazil uh, came up with this idea. Okay, we can create this uh, uh, virtual uh, uh, studio and to attend everybody. Uh, Marvel was happy with the, the solution, so they could give me more books. And because my name was, uh, everybody wanted something with my name on it, it was a chance for them to sell more books and stuff. Uh, what I would do is uh, I would do pencils on one thing, another guy would uh, ink it. Some, 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 some days I would do the uh, layouts and somebody could, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I, I have to interrupt it for just a second. Sure. No problem. Uh, anyway, so the, the, the idea uh, was to uh, attend the, the number of solicitations. Everybody wanted a book with my name on it. The, the, in the end, uh, my art suffered. The result was very crappy. The artists working on it weren't happy because the deal was uh, it would have the name in Deodati Studios and we would list the name of the artist that worked on the, on the book. But because of miscommunication sometimes, they didn't put the name on it because of uh, maybe to sell more, they prefer just say that it was Deodati Studios and uh, I don't know. In the end, uh, everybody was hurt. But, uh, at least uh, 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 artists that were unemployed back then got got work to do, uh, but uh, the result was uh, what I said in the beginning. Uh, my career, it was the, the beginning of the end of my career, 
and uh, in the end I got no contract, nobody wanted to work with me anymore, and I had to regroup and, uh, and uh, start over again. And, but it was a, a learning thing. Nowadays I, I have no, not even assistants in my, in my student. Uh, in my studio, I work by myself, and uh, uh, that's the way I, I think works better for me. And it was obviously, I mean, you're as you said, it was a, a, a difficult time when you kind of went through the low period, but you came out of it as, I guess you would say, a, a, you know, a, a more fully fleshed out artist with a better vision, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, now uh, I'm, I'm happy with with the results and uh, happy with my decisions and uh, I'm more in control of my career and everything is alright and you said the next thing we can look forward to see you on is Guardians of Nowhere correct? yes yes I'm very proud of it very good and uh, I think it uh, I think this, this week is out I guess the first issue yeah, I think it's coming out very soon. I don't think this episode will, this episode will probably be up after uh, after it's already come out. So everyone should go check that out by uh, by Bendis and Diodato. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, you will not forget it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Hey, thank you, thank you. I'm sorry about all the interruptions in the, my English, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, man. Bye. Bye-bye.